0: we talk about Jews. I'd like you to picture the Jewish people in your imagination. I'm wondering how have you decided who those people are? Who is classed as a Jew and who isn't? I'm also wondering how you feel about those people you consider to be Jews. Our community has a long-standing fascination with the Jewish community. Have you ever wondered what impact that fascination has on Jews? As a Bible-focused community, seeing prophecy fulfilled is exciting. But do we ever stop and think about how those whom we are watching feel? I'd like to explain why I believe That much of what we say about Jews is both incorrect and a cause of distress to Jews. To do this we need to start by honing our skills in identifying Jews. Some people use the term Jew to refer to an ethnic group and some people use it to refer to a religious group. In fact, Jews are an ethno-religious group However, you don't have to be both ethnically Jewish and religiously Jewish to belong to the group. The term Jew or Jewish can refer to just the religion or just the ethnicity or both. That's confusing. The term Judaism refers to the religion only, so it's the right word to use in that context. Let's go back to the beginning. Jews come from the Hebrews of the past, a group with a distinct ethnic origin and a very specific religion. They were called the children of Israel. That name still refers to those with a genetic link to that group. So it's not the right word to use when talking about modern Jews. Unlike Christadelphians, there is no single way of becoming a Jew. It's generally accepted that you're Jewish if your mother is Jewish and I think it's probably right here to tell you that my mother was Jewish. This is called the matrilineal rule of inheritance or the law of matrilineal descent, but there's no biblical verse clearly stating this, although there are a few verses which could be said to imply it. Christadelphians tend to follow this tradition of defining Jews as those with a Jewish mother. I'm generally considered to be Jewish by other Christadelphians, despite the lack of a biblical basis for this. It's possible that those whom you think of as Jewish are not whom God was thinking of when biblical prophecies were written about Jews long ago. There's a growing tendency, especially in America. children who have just a Jewish father to also be classed as Jewish. Some people presume that if you only have one Jewish parent, you are half Jewish, but Jews believe that concept is just impossible. You can convert to Judaism, but not all religious Jews have the same beliefs about how this is done. So if you converted to Reform Judaism, You may not be considered to have converted by Orthodox Jews. And if you converted to Orthodox Judaism, you may not be considered to have converted by ultra-Orthodox Jews. Let's try a thought experiment. A woman meets a Jewish man and they wish to marry. His family will not accept her unless she converts to Judaism, so she does. It's a big commitment to studying Jewish law and culture, but once she can convince the rabbinate that she understands, all it actually takes is a bath. The couple marry. They conceive. Sadly, they separate before the birth. The woman does not continue to follow Judaism or Jewish culture. She gives birth to twins, a boy and a girl. The father is not involved in the children's upbringing. Do you think those children are Jewish? The answer by the law of matrilineal descent is yes because their mother was Jewish when they were conceived. Those two children grow up without experiencing Judaism or Jewish culture. Genetically they may be half Jewish but that prof- Presumes the father was 100% genetically Jewish, and it's naive to presume that. So the two children grow up and they marry non Jews, and each has both a son and a daughter. Are those children Jewish? By matrilineal inheritance, the children of the son are not Jewish. By genetics, they may be up to 25% Jewish. By matrilineal inheritance, The children of the daughter are Jewish, and by genetics, they too may be up to 25% Jewish. These four cousins grow up and each conceives a son and a daughter by a non-Jew. Eight children are born. How many of those are Jewish? None of them experiences Jewish culture or religion. They all have a Jewish great-grandfather. There are some religious Jews who would say none of them are Jewish because they don't keep the faith. By following the law of matrilineal inheritance, only two are Jewish. There are geneticists who would say they're all partly Jewish. There are those who would say people should be able to self-define as Jewish if they wish to and if they have a link to the Jewish community. There are others who would only agree to that if the children were also participating in Jewish culture. For others, these children fall into a category which we jokingly refer to as Jew-ish. You see, there are many ways of understanding what it means to be Jewish. Not all Jews are the same. And this is why I feel that many of our talks are wrong. If we don't specify which Jews we are speaking about, there is a high risk that we are giving out misinformation. It's common for people to use the term Jews to refer to the victims of the Holocaust or Shoah. This is wrong in two ways. Firstly, because many other groups of people were persecuted and murdered. Poles, Soviets, Gypsies, homosexuals, prisoners of war, the disabled, Freemasons, JWs, anyone who was considered by the Nazis to be causing a problem. Secondly, it's wrong, because lots of Jews were unaffected by the shower. The Jewish community is subdivided into ethnic groups. Ashkenazi Jews arrived in Europe in the Middle Ages and mostly stayed there, they were the group of Jews affected by the Shower. Please don't talk about Jews as victims of the Holocaust. Firstly, you need to make it clear whether you're talking about all of the victims or just those who were also Jewish. The non-Jews should not be dismissed without a mention. They were persecuted and murdered too. Their suffering should also be explained. Ashkenazi Jews or European Jews are appropriate terms to describe the Jewish victims of the Shower. Please don't talk about Jews if you mean religious Jews. And don't talk about religious Jews if you only mean Orthodox religious Jews. And don't talk about Orthodox religious Jews if you only mean ultra-Orthodox religious Jews. And don't talk about ultra-Orthodox religious Jews if you only mean ultra-Orthodox religious Jewish men. If you don't make these distinctions, you risk both misrepresenting the majority of Jews who are secular and offending religious Jews. When discussing religious Jews, you should also bear in mind that some religious Jews are Christians. Please don't talk about Jews if you mean Israelis. Not all Israelis are Jews. There's a significant minority group of Arabs and others. Israeli should only be used to mean all Israeli citizens, whereas Jewish Israelis means the Jewish Israeli citizens. It should also be noted the Israeli law offers citizenship to every Jew. The legal definition of who this is was refined in 1970 to include all of those born with at least one Jewish grandparent, anyone married to a Jew, and anyone who has converted to Judaism. The state does not limit itself to the law of matrilineal inheritance. Because of this, Israeli Jews are a group of people who may actually be a lot less Jewish than you imagine. Please don't talk about Jews if you mean people who engage in Jewish culture. Many Jews are assimilated and don't engage with Jewish culture. Many partners of Jews engage in Jewish culture but are not Jewish themselves. You can use the term culturally Jewish for this group, Hopefully you can now understand why you need to specify which Jews you mean when you give a talk about Jews. If you don't do this, it's most likely you will be giving out misinformation and causing offence. If you're not sure which group of Jews you are referring to when you give a talk, then I politely suggest you are not yet in a position to give a talk about Jews. Once you know which Jews your talk is about, you also need to assure your language is appropriate. Jewess is an offensive word. You wouldn't describe a sister as a Christadelphianess. Women in our community have full status as Christadelphians without being labelled as a subgroup. To do so would be sure to cause offence. In the same way, the word Jewess should never be used. In older Bible translations, it is often used, but in modern translations, it tends to be rendered Jewish woman. People may, may think this word is no worse than headmistress or actress, but it is, because women have called themselves by those words, that Jewish women do not refer to themselves as Jewess. So it's not appropriate for us to use the word either. Holocaust comes from the word meaning burnt offering, and so implies a sacrifice to God. This is problematic because the implication is that God wanted that to happen. Whilst many people are more familiar with the word Holocaust, Jews tend to refer to the Shoah, which means the calamity. Some Jews are offended by the word Holocaust, so it's more respectful to refer to it as the Holocaust or Shoah, at least on the first occasion. Gentile is a biblical word, but for for those who are not Jewish. However, it's an archaic word, not in common usage today. A general rule for usage of language to define groups of people is to use the word which the group uses themselves. Gentile may be appropriate when discussing Bible characters, but not for people who are alive today, who are unlikely to relate to it. If your audience are not regular Bible readers, referring to them as Gentiles may alienate them. Synagogue is not the word Jews normally use to define their place of worship. They would say shul or temple, This is similar to the way that I was brought up going to the hall or the meeting room. I knew I was going to a church but it was a word we never used. While synagogue is the correct word for the Jewish place of worship, only using that word when discussing modern-day Jews portrays a lack of understanding. If someone gave a talk about Christadelphians and always referred to our meeting place as a church, we might feel they were misrepresenting our community. There is a similar issue with the word skullcap, which is rarely used by Jews. A Jewish man's prayer hat is known as a yarmulke or kippah. If you wish to use Hebrew words in talks and you're not sure if you are pronouncing them properly, be open and honest about it. Better still type the word into a search engine followed by the word pronunciation and then listen and you will hear how the word should be said. All of these are small ways of preventing disrespect to the Jewish community. It's not just words which can cause a problem, it's attitudes too. Jews argue about everything. It's a common Comment I have heard jokingly as part of an excitation. Perpetuating the idea that certain characteristics are prevalent in one ethnic group is stereotyping. Whilst each ethnic group is likely to have its own cultures and habits, statements like this are racial slurs and can be harmful. It could be said that Christadelphians argue about everything. I've certainly been to business meetings like that. It could also be said that the British like to argue. Brexit is a really good example of something we all disagree about. The argumentative Jew stereotype is damaging. If a Jew disagrees with something, their concerns should be taken as seriously as anyone else's. If people think, oh, typical Jew, argue about everything, then they may not be listened to. That's not right. Stereotyping is damaging for any group of people. You can help to prevent stereotypes by precisely defining who you are talking about. Photographs can also promote stereotypes. When we use images of Jews, they tend to be orthodox male Jews. Only about 10% of Jews are orthodox, so repeated use of these images does not accurately portray Jews. Not only that, but half the Jewish community is female, so the images we tend to use only portray 5% of Jews. How can that be acceptable? I think the reason why we tend not to promote images of non-religious Jews or any Jewish women is because they don't look distinctly different. We like to think of Jews as other, not like us. You can help to promote the idea that Jews are like everybody else by choosing to show that in the images you use. It's another way that you can help to break down stereotypes. And if you want to show Jews as different from everybody else, I question why. Jewishness is wonderful. This is the message I have repeatedly received from Christadelphians. The reality is different. From infancy, I understood that I had to look after my mother and do everything I could to protect her delicate mental balance. After my father died, her mental health deteriorated dramatically. Mum suffered from a long list of mental illnesses directly resulting from her childhood Holocaust trauma. Not only did she suffer, but the emotional distress of her illness caused immense upset for the rest of the family. My mum was often paranoid. She believed that people were looking for her because they wanted to kill her. My mum loved to soak in a hot bath, but for many years she would not do so because she believed the water coming out of the taps was poisoned and would kill her. Mum would often buy enough food for a week and then the next day she would wake up convinced that somebody had broken into her home overnight and poisoned her food and she would throw it all away. Are you willing to accept there could be a downside to being Jewish? On a number of occasions I've tried to explain the realities of my life and I've been told I can't possibly be right. My experiences do not fit with some people's expectations. People have been angry with me because they can only think of Jewishness as an additional blessing. My family is always supportive, and we have a small group of Christadelphian friends who understand our situation and have always been compassionate. But it's often felt difficult to talk about our ongoing family crisis. Many Christadelphians do not want to hear what it's really like to be Jewish. It's common for Shoah survivors to not know who to trust. They can even find it hard to trust themselves. My mother developed a belief in divination. It saved her from having to make any decisions herself, but it wasn't something I really felt I could ever discuss with anyone in the Christodalfing community. Another common experience is that survivors become so paranoid, they do not trust their own relatives and refused to associate with them. This happened to a relative's family. An elderly relative moved away, changed his name so that he could not be traced and would not consent to anyone contacting his family. We lived in fear that our mother would also do this. Thankfully, it didn't happen, but during psychotic episodes, she would sometimes become cross with us and It was a huge additional stress, worrying if that would happen. I'm not telling you any of this because I want you to feel sorry for me. I'm telling you this because I want you to accept that Jews are humans and experience emotions just as you do. Christadelphians tend to be excited about signs of prophecy fulfilled. This can include hearing about a rise in anti-Semitism. Jewish families are distressed by news of anti-Semitism. Incidents which bring joy to Bible students, bring fear to others. The Jewish community has been dehumanized in the past. If we talk about Jews now, without acknowledging Jewish suffering, without accepting Jews have the same emotions as the rest of humanity, then we continue to dehumanize Jews. If we talk about antisemitism without saying that it is wrong, we run the risk of implying that it is right. Some members of our community seem to have a disconnect from the emotional realities of anyone whose suffering is perceived as prophecy fulfilled. I appeal to you to think about how we should respond to suffering. So I'm asking you to re-examine your thoughts and feelings about the Jewish community. I'm asking you to be cautious of discussing Jews without defining exactly who you mean. I'm asking you to use respectful and appropriate language but my main plea is that you respond to Jews and anyone else who is suffering with compassion and if you can do all of those things then yes we can talk about Jews. <laughs>